know it's Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored, and I'm Jason Lee. I'm Blue. Hey, it's DJ Damage. All right, so listen, the big announcement came out yesterday, drum roll, and we are now heading to Fox Soul. So listen, yes. how exciting is it that we were able to share this with our audience, that we're now moving over to Fox Soul? I, mean, I love direct deposit. I love direct deposit. Sorry. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Look, shout out to all the fans out there, all our, our listeners, our viewers, man. I think they wrote this one out with us, so I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. So listen, you know, those of you that have been tuning in from day one, you know, I started the show about four years ago. We have had rotation. This, this, there's been more <laughs> rotation here than blunts at the NBA's championship after party. Hello. Um, but you know what? I've said this on Instagram, and I'm going to say this again, and it's not just because Blue and Damage are here. I really feel like we have the right team now. And I'm not going to say that that means that the other teams weren't right. It's just for where we needed to go, for where we are in today's times, and for where uh, Hollywood Unlocked is as a brand, this just feels really right. And and I have to say to everybody watching that, you know, you built this show. So even if I, the people changed on this end or I was here, not here, I was shooting shows and traveling. And some weeks we just didn't do a show because, you know, we drank too much the night before. You stuck it in <laughs> with us. And, and you know, and it just hopefully will show as a test of perseverance because at the end of the day, all you got to do is have an idea and the tenacity to not give up. And you're going to make it. And so now here we are on Fox Home. Wait a minute, Jason. I miss those times where y'all got drunk before the show. Like, why did those times end? Just because I got here. What happened with that? Right. Uh, well, you know, well, you know I'm, I'm trying to get my fitness on now. So that's why my drinking has stopped. But also, I mean, you know, when we first started this show, this little ratchet ass show, we had no idea what we were doing. We were just showing up and people were sucking cucumbers and talking to goats. Like, the shit was just whoa, crazy, whoa. right? You were sucking cucumbers? I wasn't sucking no cucumber. You ain't never going to see me doing that in public. I mean, unless my OnlyFans <laughs> premium is super high and motherfuckers got cash. But either way, like, you're not going to... That's a little too gay for me. But <laughs> I love the fact that we've been able to deliver shows. We've been able to elevate the conversation and still be reckless. And, you know, it complements gagging with Jason Lee very well. And so, Blue and Damage, I'm glad that you're for the ride. And so now, Foxo will be premiering this Friday on Fox Soul at 7 p.m. So make sure you get that information and you check us out because we need your support. Yes. That's right. That's major. And look, in support of our new co-host, real quick, I had to wear a blue shirt. So shout out to Blue. You see what I'm doing? Oh, I feel so special. Jason, yeah, and I had, to, I had to show up in support by protecting black women. Jason, you, you are know, a troll. That is, that's a troll move, and you know it is, Jason. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. This is a move to say, look, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. If I right. don't wear protect black women, sure, I don't protect them. If I wear it, I'm a troll. If I wear protect black women, except Megan the Stallion, I'm a hater. So look. Oh, no. Hey, at the end of the day, this is in support of Blue's passion around protected black women and to show my support and... It's also available on HollywoodUnlocked.com slash shop. So you're selling these. You're selling these shirts, Jason. Yeah, you got to. It pays the cost. You're making money off of protect black women. You know Listen, what? Listen, you know, the problem with our culture is I we can. find a problem with everything. Yes, right. I am absolutely <laughs> off the protection of all black women. Yes. And shout out to all the black women who hit me up, who were so happy that um, I came back at you by the way guys it's all love after the fact people were like were you and jason fighting afterwards no my attention span is very short sorry guys we were not well, fighting well, afterwards. Blue, i have to ask you why are, why are you looking up in the sky like jesus is your cameraman what is happening oh i, I thought, thought i was supposed to i thought i was supposed to look up i'm supposed to look down now 
Oh. Girl, look right where you're looking right now. Look into the camera. Oh, this is even better. <laughs> you know what? I mean, the way you were looking I, I almost I, made a I, joke. You... I almost made a joke. I almost made a joke. I'm not going to say it. Look, Go the ahead. way you was looking up, I thought Jesus was holding your cue card. I'm like, what, what's going on? <laughs> I thought you were going to say cucumber, so I'm happy you said cue card. I have. Well, By the way, I have a question. If we've been like Destiny's yeah. Child, am I, am I Michelle? Is that what you guys are telling me? That I'm Michelle? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait. wait. No, if you keep looking up, you're going to be Farrah. <laughs> Jason. I, I, wait, wait a minute. I, I'm Michelle. All right. I hold that no, here. You can. No, you're, oh. you're, you're definitely Kelly. You're definitely, no, you're definitely Kelly. Kelly. You're definitely, you're definitely Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Look, blue. Just blue. Just keep looking at the camera. And you'll be Solange. <laughs> Jason, you know what? First of all, Beyonce. Let's talk about this microphone you have. Why do yeah. I have the Walmart, Costco special, and you no, have no, the wait. genuine, so anxious R and B king of R and B soul? microphone like i feel yeah, like what's and, going on and, and, and you know now they're gonna say oh he did that so he can be better than them no mm -hmm. let's be clear the I mics you have are, are the mics you both have are more expensive than this mic this is a cheaper mm -hmm. mic but the sound quality for my other show is better because in the other show i'd be laying out and doing all kinds of craziness and so this mic is good for that show and i say hey just keep it for this just keep it yeah, because mm, I remember I, I had a, I have the same mic, and I try to use it. You're mm. like, no, damn it, we got to use this mic, which is a great mic. Let's, by the way, this is a very, this is a short microphone. But I'm Mike, just like, uh, uh, Mike, damn it, your mic was about as dead as Merlin Santana, okay? And so, <gasps> it was this mic. That, Did no, we really stop make it. a Merlin Santana joke? It was not, oh, not, it was not this. No, it was, I'm not making a joke out of him being dead, really, but maybe. But look, it, this this mic was not the sound that you had. You you sound like you was wrapped in a dryer, washer and dryer. <laughs> now, it's real okay, quick, okay. Merlin Santana family watches the show, so salute to them. You know, just how do you know that, that damage? Have they hit you up? How do you know that? I mean, I get so many comments and DMs about looking like this dude. His family has reached out. I was like, oh my God. So, yeah, they do support the show. And so why don't you just them. go over there and spend the night from time to time so they feel like their son is back? You That's know so what, beautiful. Jason? Stop. Stop. Well, that for was those bad? of you, no, for those of you who want to see Merlin Santana, Half and Half is now on. And because of that, a lot of women have started lusting after him with newfound gusto because of. So damage your DMs are going to be a shambles. So, so that beep that those two beeps that you just heard was over the place you can watch that show that ain't paid us no advertising money because we don't do free ads here at Hollywood Unlock. <laughs> so, okay. Farrah, 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 keep playing. Keep Farrah playing. was cute. I can right. be Farrah. I can be Farrah. She Let was cute, but the girl, the, the girl was here and gone so fast you didn't even see her. Then bags. Beyonce said, "We will ship you your shit." <laughs> Speaking of Beyonce, can I do a flex? Can I do a light flex about Beyonce? I'm Absolutely. just going to say. So over the weekend, I don't want to jump the shark here, but I have a connect who is very good friends with Beyonce and Kelly. I won't use her name. Um, and she called me up and said that she could get me some. So the next time you guys see me, if I'm in a really cute tracksuit, you know that it came straight from Queen Bee herself. So we just bleeped that clothing brand that hasn't paid for it. advertising here she because we don't it. do that. She, no, she's going to get it because she <laughs> will be bleeped out the way Michelle was when she fell on the ground on 106 in Park. Oh, no. And look, that's why I'm very excited to be promoted to Kelly. Actually, thank you, Jason. <laughs> Listen, Blue, we love you. We're protecting your black ass over here, just so you know. And I have to say this. <laughs> Let me tell you what Blue has done. Blue has come to the show and made it just, I mean, you've made the conversation so robust, pew, 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 pew. you know, and, and that's really good. And what people have to realize is that, you know, we all are three very confident people. I'm confident. I know who I am. I know what role I play on the show. We all do. We all support yeah. one another in and outside the show. And so 
all of the fans that want to try to tear us down, please find another hobby because it ain't going to happen. And also, um, uh, uh, before we get into the show, I want to talk about what I did this weekend. I'm in the process of redesigning my house. So right now, if you come in my house and you say a word, you will hear it three times because there's a loud echo because there's no furniture except for in one room of the house. And so I've not had a core team meeting at all in the last four days because I have nowhere for my core to sit. So did you put it all on offer up? No, I don't do that. It's all in storage because I moved half of the furniture to New York for my apartment and then the other is in storage and now I'm getting new furniture. So I'm, I'm designing my house to be like a place where I can entertain because now that they say the third wave of COVID is coming and it's going to be brutal, Ooh. I'm not going nowhere this winter, but in my house or to New York in my apartment and around my team. And that's it. I hear that. Jason, that was a flex. What I heard was I have several homes. Some of them have ceilings that are so high that when you yell, you can hear me yodel three or four times. That was That's a flex, Jason. My summer home, thing. my New York home. Really, Jason? I have an apartment outside of downtown LA. That's fine. There's a dumpster outside my front door, but it's okay. But Jason. you know what, Blue? You know what I heard? It sounds like Jason might need a roommate. I think I think a few of us need yeah. to move up in there because he has all the space in the world and he's bi-coastal. So see you oh, in a second. Oh, we have a house Jason. together. We can what be roommates like three companies. What I heard is with that foxhole check, find you another place and find you. <laughs> I did. Okay. Oh my God. Ask Sandwich. I did. I hey, found, wait, I found wait, a new apartment. Wait, I gotta, wait, I gotta tell before we get into that, I gotta tell you something else that happened here at my house. Okay. Oh, so back to the mansion. Knows, Go ahead. Everybody knows I live in Fort Knox. I got cameras everywhere. I have signs everywhere. I have guns everywhere. I have sensors. I have alarms. I have a siren mansion on my Chronicles. house. But while we were working out in my gym, which we have titled Aquinox, somebody in the neighborhood decided to walk up on us in the middle of our workout filming me and talking about, is this the guy from TMZ and so on and so forth? Wow. And filming me in my wow. house. So what he didn't know is that I work out with a Glock uh, okay. by, by my uh, Stairmaster. And so it could have got a little dicey, but I just don't understand why people want to invade people's privacy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in my house. I'm not out at a restaurant. I'm not out with friends. I'm not shopping. I'm in my home. I don't understand that. And I don't know if that's ever happened to either one of you, where somebody's invaded your privacy or has made you feel unsafe in your safe zone. Nah, you better than me. Somebody would have pulled up at my crib, like my home, with a phone out. I don't know. I don't know how you handled it. I don't know the end of the story, but I'm sure you handled it better than I would have handled it, for sure. Thaquinox? I'm stuck on Thaquinox. I'm just going to gloss over that. Like, forget the guns. Like, you have a home gym called Thaquinox? See, yes, she I needs to visit. Jason. I need yes, to visit, I Jason. Yes, I do. And what's your point? And, and we ain't protecting black women in there because they ain't welcome. Yeah. <gasps> Jason! So, honestly, you, you can't visit, Blue. It's only for... Give them the guidelines again, Jason. Yeah, what are the guidelines? It's only for male, only for male thoughts. That's it. Actually, <laughs> we're in the process of... Damage no, email thought? Okay. Damage can come, except he's on a different membership plan uh, <laughs> than the other thoughts that come. And so I'm actually starting a Thaquinox Instagram account, and I will be promoting the thoughts that stop by in all their over-sexualized workouts. Plus, I'm looking into uh, Thaquinox underwear from China. <laughs> what? China. We're in a pandemic. It should be made in America. There should be Americans making your Taco Knox underwear, Jason. I mean, you no, got so much room because, in this yeah. new mansion. How about you just start a little sweatshop in there? That's true. Have, you could afford have it. Have the thoughts go in there and no. make their own underwear. 
You know, because all the people I would rehire for that work for other people that I don't like. So those people have Ooh. to stay over there. That's you said rehire. So, yeah, I, I asked. I I used to have some some interns that look like they bought some hair from fucking China, but the but the low end of China. Them bitches. But anyway, no I'm left. left. On left. You know, this is gone no so left, here. Jason. So left. So left. As yeah, there's no off- longer. Let me tell. Let me tell you. There's interns out there that hit me up every day. What kind of intern? Are you quite intern for you. I'm gonna start DMing y'all the Instagram accounts of the bitches that fucked it up for y'all because I I, I would have loved somebody like me to mentor me if I was trying to become a multi-million dollar media empire. But nowadays, can't do it because people that got bad bundles, bad skin, and bad breath will fuck your shit up. Damn. Damn. I'm, I'm curious, like what happens during this internship process? Like what what, what things are Is you? Is there a hazing that happens, Jason? Well, you know, at Hollywood Unlocked, we never really had an internship program with like manuals and training. You got in and you got thrown into shit. You got thrown into events. You got thrown into writing. You got thrown into filming and editing. Everybody that's on my team, when I get mad at them, I be yelling. I be walking in the room like, well, really didn't even train them. You know what I mean? Because like there's no training program. It's just like you, you don't know how to be perfect. Ain't nobody ever taught you how to be perfect. Shit. You need to go learn how to be perfect. But I'm thankful that the people that started with me from the beginning, like Adam, who does this show, started with this show from the very beginning. So the people who've been with me have been here from the beginning for the most part. There's a couple of people. You know, I got one person. He just left at 441 yesterday. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I said, oh, he must not have enough work. <laughs> Shit. The fuck? We're going to find some work because we're going to 442, 43, 44, and all the way through 5 o'clock, we're going to find something to do. He's sitting right here, by the way. So he hear me. Yeah, you going to be here till 5 o'clock today. But no. Hey, you know, there's no oh, my God. Be here anymore. All right, well, look, what did you guys do? Did you guys do anything interesting at all? I, I thought what I did was interesting until I heard your update. I looked at it, a new place to live, but it's not, there's no Taquinox, there's no gym. I have a backyard. I thought that was cool, but never mind, Jason. You just, now I don't want to live there anymore. Where, like, what area? Are you thinking to move closer to the valley? Are you going to 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 Black to Black uh, Beverly Hills over there in Baldwin Hills? Where, where? So it is like 10 minutes from the Grove. That's really all I really know. Okay. So, you know, okay. I can go shopping and stuff and what I'm still going to go to Thaquinox, by the way. I'm still bringing that back up. I feel like there should be an exception for me as part of the band because Diddy over here and 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 Michelle and Kelly and all them, I want to be a part of this. So I'm going to have a, a petition that's set for Thaquinox well, to be female friendly, Jason. Protect Blue, try, black women wait, wait, who want to work Jason. out with you. Blue, here's yes. the thing. Are you a thought? Oh, oh Blue's a thought. Jason, yeah. we had an agreement that we would keep the Blue, didn't you tell me that you worked as a sex phone operator? Mm. Okay, I was very good at my job, okay? I made $750 an hour talking shit. Damn. So, I'm just What saying. you were saying? Wait a minute. Let's dive into the so show. What did so- you say? No, no don't tell us what you said. No, no, no. Don't tell us what you said. I'm for free. I'm not paying for free. Say what you just used to say. How did you say it? Like, No, tell, I'm tell. not doing that for free. I ref- No, here's here? the thing. I did something what you called- mean for free? You, this, this, you getting paid. What you mean? A little bit. That's a, no, that's an additional cost. What I used to do was called the girlfriend experience. So for the first 30 minutes, you ask them how their day was. was. You let them like vent about their bosses and whatever. And then you say something really, really nasty and raunchy. And then the rest of it is sex. No, we- no. Get, listen. This, I'm this not is doing free phone sex. Listen. No, listen. This is the moment for you to shine. Show what? us all how you lure these men into your dungeon with your most sexual no. selling point. Blue, I earn that membership this, to Falcon. I, ju- I would just say that my screen name was Yummy Sasha. 
and that mm-hmm. the first, and I was in a black room. So all the guys who were coming to me knew I was black, but the problem was I got a lot of racist white guys who would say stuff like, I don't know how much we can swear on this, but they would say stuff like your N word boyfriend is about to get fired. What are you going to do to make sure he keeps his job? <laughs> And I would have to make sure my boyfriend kept his job. And I was so good at it. My neighbors thought I was a prostitute and they tried to get me kicked out. And I had to explain to them that it was all role play and that those sounds were just great acting. I should really get into acting. I'm, really I'm laughing. Can we? I'm laughing I hear a sample because of I've been, hold on. I've been yeah, asked by my friends to stop saying their names on my show because it's fucking up their careers. But I have to say one more thing. I'm nervous. <laughs> my friend, crying. Robert, my friend, Rob, <laughs> was he a client of mine? Wait a minute. Wait. Was he a client of mine? No, I was no, like no, living no, in Rob. street. Okay, no, okay. No, no, no. My okay. friend Rob went to have sex with some man, white man, and the white man told him in order to have sex, he had to put on a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> that is called a race play, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That is now, problematic. Rob, now, 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 in all fairness to Rob, he says that he never wore it, but I know Rob. He wore it. He wore that motherfucker. Right. I have a question for you guys, though. I have a question. As two men on, on this panel, um, am I a, a, a sex worker, a former sex worker for doing phone sex? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. straight horse. Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 High, high, high price whore, but yeah, absolutely. But you no, know, I look, some good I've, been, I, I've been a free whore, so Blue, you're doing better than me. Seven fifty an hour. That's my going rate. I'm trying to hear some of this. I'm trying to hear the quality. Like, what did you say? How did you make this? This is not Costco. I'm not giving out freebies. Only boyfriends and clients get together. This is how you get. This is how you get your social media up. This is how people they're going to tune into your OnlyFans. You can get an OnlyFans account for the for the actress that you will be and that you was. But if you don't want to do it, hey, it's it's your bag that you ain't getting. Let let me think on this for a bit because Yummy Sasha has been retired. Okay, cool. All right, well, Damage, what did you do? I, I did absolutely nothing, Jason. I'm be honest with you. That's why I'm Great. like, I'm living through y'all. <laughs> it's a pandemic. I got a kid. We go to the park. It's the most boring thing I could discuss on this show. Did nothing. Don't go into the park with your son. It's not boring. That's it's not boring to me. One thing I did, so I was at the park. I showed um, Blue a picture of my son at the playground, and I didn't notice how diverse the group of kids was. It was like Captain America. It was one of each, Jason. One Asian, one black, one blonde. I was like, what is going on? One of them was definitely gay, too. Yeah. Oh, no. I saw a gay one. He was was holding the handlebars a little bit light. I'm not going to say anything else. There was definitely a gay one. Am I problematic? I thought we were all problematic on the show. Wait. It's all good. But Jason, that's not wrong, right? You can see when a kid is like gay from young, right? Is that wrong to call them? I mean, you just gay? never know. I don't think anybody ever saw me like, yo, he he gonna grow up and suck dick. You know what I mean? Like, I think that people just saw me like he's talented and he's real vibrant. You know, maybe vibrant was the word. Like he's full vibrant. of life. Jason, you, know, you suck dick. Blue, I suck dick more than that bitch that was working the sex phones, whatever her name. What's her name? Sasha Fierce? You don't know anything about yummy Sasha. Jason, I think pound for pound, you might have met your match. I'm just going to say that. That's okay. That's okay. But listen, okay, well, I'm glad that you had fun with your kid at the park. I'm glad that, you know, the sex worker did her thing. And, uh, you know, I'm living in an empty house. It look, My house literally looks the way that... The last episode of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air looked when they were moving out and there was nothing mm-hmm. in the house. Wow. Wow. Like. All right, so look, we're going to move into a couple topics. You know, this is my favorite uh, segment The Bite.
So look, my girl Wendy Williams is in the news and she recently came on to her show and admitted that every day isn't perfect on set. Now fans have been talking a lot about Wendy and expressing their concerns for her after some believe that she was experiencing strange behavior during mm -hmm. a recent episode of her talk show. Now I was I watched the show the show religiously, so I see it and I know Wendy personally. And the thing that I, I guess bothers me is that one, I mean, I've been in Wendy's home many times. I've been in her show many times. Uh, I've been in her car. She's been in my car. We've had lunches, dinners. We've been to nightclubs together. And I've never once seen Wendy do drugs. And so I know that a lot of people speculate that she does drugs because of her past and because some of her behavior on the show. But we also have to remember that Wendy has Graves' disease. She also has lymphedema. And she's also you know, 55 years old, not that that's old, but that, you know, this schedule of do it, doing a daytime talk show is not just pop up for one hour and, and, and do a show. There's a whole business behind the show and, she, you know, there's be, before the uh, show business and after show business. Now, I don't know if, you know, if there's more going on uh, to what we see. And I haven't talked to Wendy about it because, you know, when I call and check on her, check in with her, she seems fine. We have great conversation. And so she recently came out and addressed it. Uh, do, what do you guys think? Or do you think it was enough? Okay, so I saw the episode. I'm gonna be honest. I saw Wendy and I was concerned. Like I was watching her. I watch her every day. I'm a big fan. I, I was a fan of hers back in New York when I was in the South Bronx, and I would listen to her on the radio. And then I saw her six week sneak peek, and then she became Wendy Williams as we know her now. So I'm very loyal to Wendy Williams, and people are surprised by that. But when I saw the episode where she was loopy and she seemed a little dazed and confused, my heart sank. Like I was sincerely concerned. I didn't think it was funny at all. And I will say this: as somebody who has an autoimmune disease. I have endometriosis. Once a month, when I take my meds, I'm a little loopy. Like I tell people, this is the week that I'm going to be a little bit mm -hmm. slow. I might skip a couple words, like show me some grace. And so I think we have to be really mindful about yelling that she's on drugs or making really ugly speculations because we did the same thing to Chadwick Boseman. And then months later, mm -hmm. we were all feeling like crap when we found out that he was going through something really serious that wasn't a laughing matter. So all but those see, people- that's a good point. Who were talking about Chadwick, who now feel bad. Don't talk about Wendy because you would feel really bad if something happened to her. That's a good point. Absolutely. See, that's the problem that I have. And this is the issue that I be taking up with our people and just social media in general, right? You can't apply certain rules of caring about people that you love until you don't love them. Like, if you don't like exactly. Wendy, you could trash her. If you like Chadwick or he dies, you can't. That's why I don't buy into what the shit people say on, on social media. Now, I will say, you know, I don't have an autoimmune disease, but you just shared that you do, and which is, you know, I appreciate you for opening up for that, Blue. But, you know, what people have to realize is that if she was doing drugs, let's just say worst case scenario, that, she was on drugs. That's, that's what the I same illness about. that... Yeah, that's the same illness that my mother struggled with. And so why would we shame her or make it a joke? And why would we say in one respect that we want to protect black women, but yet we want to <laughs> yeah. ridicule them any chance mm -hmm. we can if we don't like them? Okay, let's just play devil's advocate. She is on drugs. Why do we care with her? Is it because she doesn't have a show where every episode she's like celebrating people all day? She's just calling it for what it is? At the end right. of the day, we're in the entertainment industry. There's mad executives on drugs. There's people that do drugs every day. I'm not saying Wendy is on drugs, but if she was, who cares? Why is it such a big thing if Wendy Williams is on drugs, but your favorite rapper can be on drugs, your favorite actor can be on drugs, your favorite anything can be on drugs. But if Wendy is, it's like, oh my God, it's such a bad thing. I don't know yeah. if Wendy's on drugs, and I'm not saying that, but I just think it's so convenient to shame people for things that other people are celebrated for every day. 
And the fact that I saw a clip today of Tokyo Tony talking about Wendy being on drugs, like, girl, you are the last person that should be talking about any type of drug. You look like a narcotic. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm not going to shame Tokyo Tony because she has to get her three minutes of fame. Like, nobody cares about her. She should figure out how to fix the space in her mouth. All those teeth (gasps) that look like... like they like they've been set up on white picket fences with a missing fence in between each one. I just don't get why, you know, are the credibility of people that we take this information from as people that look like they they work, you know, at the half a dollar store. No, I'm not buying into it. Now the other thing that bothers me too, now I like DJ Booth. DJ Booth, you know I'll fuck with you. But but because Wendy lets you go, I heard you out telling people she's sleeping with Sus One who replaced you. Now, you know, you spoke out about her health and her behavior, writing on your Instagram stuff like, yeah, exactly. And it'll all come out. Y'all have no idea what's really going on. And everyone there is afraid to speak up because they don't want to lose their jobs. This is not going to play out well. And I feel sorry for the workers and the victims. Like, that's what you're doing because you don't have a job. And this is why when people damage in blue, people wonder why I don't let them get close to me. And this has nothing to do with my father not being here. It has nothing to do with being in foster care. It has nothing to do with none of that. It's because when you let people get close to you and everything is good, they cool until it ain't. And then they start dropping shit to make you look crazy. Now, Wendy has uh, shown up for work every day. Yep. She said uh, she's not perfect every day, nor am I, nor is blue, nor is damage. I don't know that she's doing drugs. You cannot find one clip of me speculating, seriously speculating that somebody's doing drugs. If I flippantly make a comment, oh, you know, she cracked out. Not saying that I know that they're on drugs or that that's the problem. You can never find that because that's a serious, sensitive subject to me. So I don't know. This is just kind of messy to me. Yeah, it's nasty. At the end of the day, you know, Wendy Williams, whether you like her, if you don't like her, she clearly has something going on with her health. She deserves that grace. She's also, um, I don't want to call her an elder, but she's an OG in this space and what we do. And I'm going to always pay her respect. Your personal feelings about her, like, keep that to yourself. Well, and I'll also say this. Uh, this. Let me tell you the things. Let me run through the things they've said about me online, just so I can put it out there. They said I pass around HIV. They say what? that I'm a rapist. They said that I'm a rapist. They said that I'm a child molester. They said they've said the worst things about me online. They tag friends. They did. De- I mean, the haters, right? But here's here's what I love about me, and this is what I hope that, and I would share, and hope that Wendy, uh, you know, care has for herself that your journey in life belongs to you. My journey in life belongs to me, and I know that when I come out here and do what I do by you know, talking about the toothpicks in Tokyo Tony's mouth and all that, that that may get a blowback from people who don't like what I have to say, similar to what Wendy does. So when it first started happening, people started saying that, you know, it, at first it bothered me because I'm like, damn, like I, I love helping young people and I want to help young people. And then I stopped helping young people because I didn't even want to get caught up in the optics with what people are saying versus what my real intentions were. And then I had to say, you know what? They hung Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you could say don't compare yourself to Jesus, but if that man did all the things that they wrote in that book and y'all killed him, oh shit, y'all gonna come and slay me for sure. So I'm sending my love to Wendy Williams. Uh, I will be on the Wendy Williams show this Monday, November second. Hey, so hey. make sure you tune Woo-hoo! in. I'll be there with a little inside scoop. You know what I mean? And uh, I'll tell Wendy that all her haters love her and all her fans do too. Tell her all we right, love her, so- Jason. 
Well, of course. You know, she's already met Damage, and Damage, you know, we we interviewed Wendy here at the show, and she's been one of my favorite uh, interviews because in my career, if you look at what I'm doing and you look at what Wendy did, I'm strategically following that blueprint, Ryan Seacrest's blueprint, Howard Stern's blueprint, and so, you know, I'm not going to hate on her, and if she ever does come out and confirms that she was doing drugs or, or something, we'll talk about it right here on the show because that's what we do. All right, look, uh, another person that I another person that I know is in the news. Uh, my girl Tiffany Haddish, shout out to her. Uh, she's in the news because apparently, you know, her interesting history with a lot of her exes has uh, found its way over to Instagram. Uh, she sent a whole message, and I'm going to read it to you just so that way, for those of you that may have missed it, you get it. This is what she said. She said, this is for most of my exes. Bits and pieces are for different ones. I am sick of my ex fuckboys. And yes, you still a fuckboy, even if we was in a relationship because you still was trying to fuck when it was over. Boy, stop reaching out to me trying to be my friend. I don't want to be your friend. Plus, you got a whole woman and babies on the way and we've been done for years. But you want a windfall of money and want me to make that win go? Huh, ha, 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 ha. If I thought that would remove you from my entire life, I would. Just act like I never said I love you. Because who I was loving wasn't the real you. When the real you showed up, I was disappointed and disgusted. Vomit face emoji. So please go away forever. Peace and happiness be upon you and your family. Listen. I love it. I love everything about that. I love it. What you got? What'd you guys think about it? I, I felt like I did it wrong. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> No, every woman knows this feeling. Like there's something that happens. First of all, for those of you who are into astrology, right now we're in Mercury in retrograde. It's a time okay. where your exes are supposed to all come back. Like this time back. of year, all the exes come back. Um, I've gotten yeah. lots of interesting phone calls and text messages over the last couple of Same. weeks. And as a woman, see, like it's that time of, well, Jason doesn't have exes. So I'm, Jason just has situations. Yes, I do have so, exes and they all at Chipotle with their bitches. You know what? I have questions about that. But no, I'm saying that like, since I've been on the show, I've only been on the show for like five minutes, right? And yet I've been getting lots of like really sweet messages. Like, I'm so proud of you. Whatever happened to us, you look real cute. And I'm just like, yo, suck a dick. Like, excuse my French. Blue, let me just give you a little in-show training. We don't apologize here at the show. We don't I'm hold really? back here at the show. Say whatever you want. If you want yep. to talk about sucking dick or you want to let Sasha appear and suck a dick right here on the show. Yummy, Sasha. Either way, we right. Blue, yeah. I think this is a perfect time to respond to all your exes right now. Okay. But no. Tell I want to say no. No. You cannot take me to lunch. You cannot take me on a picnic. You cannot take me on a hike. No. 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 You cannot. I, I'm not going to fly you out to LA. I'm from the East Coast. I've got a lot, a lot of men asking to be flewed out. I don't know what kind wait, of- Wait, wait, wait. Do, wait. do women flew him out? Do women fly him out? I'm not them. So I'm not doing that. So I can't speak for those chicks, but I'm just going to say this, that I'm in the season of my life. And I talked to my therapist about this, where I'm letting my femininity be like affirmed. So they have to make the effort. So I'm not making any effort. I'm not flying anybody out. And I can only imagine how Tiffany must feel at her caliber. If I'm getting it this much after being on the show for five minutes, I can't imagine how many fuck boys have hit up Tiffany. And if I was her, I would tell them to suck a bag of dicks. That's my official Listen, opinion. I, listen, and to, and to anybody out there who's sexy as hell, I will fly you out. I have no problem flying people out. I have people on hold. No, of course, because I'm too busy. Like I ain't got time to fly to you. I will, there is somebody in Houston that I say I will fly to right now, but he's in New York this week. So I'm killing two birds with one stone. But I would absolutely fly somebody out. Not an ex though. All of my exes are done. Done, done, and done. I know y'all watch the show. I haven't told you yet. Sorry, it's over. Done. 
The glow up is happening and I'm over all of you. But I will say to Tiffany, you know, she called me last night. She's in Budapest uh, doing a movie with Nicolas Cage. And she called me last night because uh, our friends at Media Takeout had wrote a story that her and Common had broke up. And so I did a three-way call with her and, and Fred at Media Takeout, who owns Media Takeout, to clear it up. And so I know he retracted it today. And no, uh, Tiffany Haddish and Common are still very much in love. And we will get her here again on the show to talk about that budding relationship. Because I kind of feel like they're if they ain't talking about marriage, they might be really close. They might be really close over there. I mean, really? how long has it been? It hasn't been that long, so what? I can see that happening. They've been together for a minute. I mean, you know, publicly not for too long, but I mean, I would say they should they should be pushing up on a year by now, if not uh, past a year, which is a long time. And I think that, yeah, that you know, is. there are some people. There are some people. Um, if you could find the right partner, you know, right away that you know that's the one for you. Now, I will tell you, I like Common. I like him for her. I like them together. I love her independence and her personality. She's such a She's such, uh, and I know it's funny because her book is The Last Black Unicorn, but Tiffany Haddish really is a unicorn when it comes to people in this industry who still have that sense of warmth and and, and depth and also just um, availability in terms of like really getting to know the true spirit of who they are. So I love her and I love them together and I hope that it works out. Now, I think she was probably talking about her ex who's currently suing her for the book that I just talked about. Because in her book, The Last Black Unicorn, she talks about how he used to beat her and and be real abusive to her. And so I'm sure that, you know, those people now are still trying to get in her life or get in her pockets. uh, And, you know, she's telling them all to go fuck themselves. I have a question, guys. I have a question for both of you as the men on here from different, you know, points in life. Um, If you were at this age, this stage of your life. How long would you have to be with someone to feel like you were ready to marry them? Because I feel like I have friends who say it takes longer when you're in the limelight because you have to vet people. And then I have other friends who say once you hit 30, you're like, look, I just need four seasons. Um, Well, for me, it would be interesting. I would have to ask myself a series of questions. And here's one of them. You know, do they ride motorcycles or do really extreme sports that would cause them that would cause them to lose a limb that I would then be required to take care of them? Damn. If they become incapacitated. Jason, that is not romantic. What are you, what? Romance for me requires four limbs. That's just me. (gasps) I'm just, and look, look, there are a lot of you out there that are going to say, oh, that's fucking, that's fucked up. But let me tell you ableist, Jason. It's very ableist. Will, Will, you're, I don't give a fuck what it is. Don't judge me. Will, you're a man around, okay? You don't care if your man has one ear and can't hear both sides of your arguments? Fine. You have a man that has no toes, so, you know, he ain't going to step across the line the same time you will? Fine. You have a man that has one arm and you can't take him to go play baseball? Fine. I don't want that. Damage, please save this. Damage, please save this. Please, damn I, I mean, I don't date midgets. I don't <gasps> date uh, anybody in the uh, special needs group. And I don't date anybody who um, has Jason, a, a The question a was, if you have a functioning STD that cannot be repaired, I don't want... Well, if you're in those categories, it's going to take forever because it's never happening. <laughs> Damage, what is your answer? Help me. Please answer the question. We have gone completely rogue. But his answer was so good. His answer was not about an answer. He just went after like 10 special groups. 
I will say this. I love those groups. I love those groups and I support them. You know, I'll show up to events and, and do, I'll work the raffle box and all that. <laughs> what I'm saying is I, you're asking me and I have a right to tell you what I prefer. I don't prefer to take care of nobody. Uh, and I will also say that I did go on a date recently with somebody who told me that he believes a relationship can exist with three people. And I'm telling you, he's in the running. And I'm telling you, Jason, that is a disaster waiting to happen. Damage. I'm just asking you because I know I'm going to get attacked for being honest. There's a whole bunch of you sitting at home with a man who brought you an STD while you was pregnant right now, feeling <gasps> like you should be able to say what I'm saying. Damage. Would you date a woman who had no eyes? What? No. Well, I date a blind Wait. girl. You know what? I think I might go out with a blind woman. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. Because yeah. I okay, can still damage. see her. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see. Uh... I see you, baby. I see you. So damage. <laughs> what Jason? It's coming. Yeah, what? Not, not Helen Keller. I'm, I'm just, so scared. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna ask a question, okay? Okay. When you bought her clothes to wear, would you get her everything from Fashion Nova because she wouldn't know the difference? Or absolutely. But that's that's what makes the the relationship beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because you can cut corners. It's like, baby, I just got you a new bag. She don't know what the bag is. She just appreciates the oh. gift. God it, damn it. It's the too? simple it's the simple things in life, Blue. She just appreciates you, the gift you in can general. Get her, you can get her you could get her a, a whole fanny pack and tell her it's Gucci and it could be from Jan's. Jason, what I can do oh is just God. keep re-gifting the same gift. You know what I'm saying? How would she know? This has gone off you the could, rails. For could, the ladies who are watching, I apologize, but the question you, was about love. I tried. I tried. You, you could put her in bed with a, a dummy doll that is warm, and she would think she's holding on to you all night while you all fucking other bitches. <gasps> See, now, now you didn't went no, too Jason, far. No, Jason, no. Too far. Jason, we do not okay, cheat. Okay, okay, black men okay, don't okay, cheat, well, Jason. Oh, right, oh, we do oh, not. All black men cheat. Every no, we single don't. one of them. Yes, Real you black do. men don't black cheat. Men, every black man in this room over here right now just turn their head like, nigga, don't say nothing. We don't all boys cheat. cheat, black men don't. All black, black men, men cheat. If all look, black a men a whole. A whole is a whole. All Damn. black men do not cheat emotionally. Oh, that's you know what? Yeah, because because y'all niggas both believe y'all. I'm done. You all mm -hmm. you all can leave your kids at the ice cream store without even going back. So I mean, emotionally, you're not even there anyway. I get right, them. Well, I let try. Me let me ask you. Well, no, blue. Let me blue. Let me try to answer the question because you did ask a serious question. Yeah, I'm gonna answer too. Damage, damage. Would you be able to date a woman that had one leg? That was not. I think I could do it. <laughs> I could do it, Jason. I could do it. Look at all that fineness. Who cares about the leg? I'm a man. I don't care about that leg. I throw that little nub but when, up. But when, you, but, when, but when you go to fuck, she can't even wrap her leg around you. Who care? You put that little nub up. <gasps> Not the nub. Oh, my God. Jason has corrupted damage, guys. Today's I'm the day saying. it officially happened. Jason Why would I has corrupted DJ damage. You got a beautiful woman. Beautiful face. Nice body. It's just a little leg missing. Come and, on, and now. A sharp, and a sharply cut nub. It's never sharp, Jason. They make it dull. Come on, nubs are dull. Take, They're not sharp. You take the blanket, you wrap that thing up, put some rubber bands on it, you go to town. What you talking about? You can't put rubber bands on the nub because then you're going to cut off circulation and she's going to lose that too. Okay, let me <gasps> ask you this. Oh my God. Would you date a woman that had no hands? <laughs> well, at least she wouldn't be looking for a handout. You, ne you, you never heard when they do it with no hands, Jason? You never heard that? You can't, you, you can't do it with no hands, Jason. You can right, do it with no hands. hands. No, but you can't get on all fours on nubs. Like, nubs have, yeah, they're can. like knuckly. No, they're I've knuckly. seen that video. I've seen that video. I've seen that video. Yeah, you can. Yes, you I've can. Seen, I've seen some weird shit, Jason. 
I have a depraved imagination. If I've you're seen going some around, weird shit. If you're going around watching people getting fucked on nubs, you need <laughs> to get help. I'm in love. They ain't even in love. They ain't in love. I'm, I'm in, in love. love. I'm looking for terrible. nub in all the wrong places. Okay, looking we have derailed. in all the wrong places. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Okay, listen, Eddie listen. Murphy. If you're watching the show and you have nubs, no hands, no feet, no eyes, or anything like that, look, we love you. Just keep- Damage love you. You're not really, you're not really watching the show. <laughs> keep listening. Real yeah. quick, real quick, because I worked with a blind dude at the radio station for years. I will say, I can't speak for all people with disabilities. They do love to be treated like normal people. They don't want you to tiptoe around them. So I can't speak for them, but I know the one guy I worked with, he loved to just have regular normal conversations and make fun and have a good time. And that's all we're doing here. And yeah, I will exactly. say for Stevie Wonder, he has a sense of humor because he, he once tried to drive Lionel Richie home and Lionel Richie started crying. So he does have a sense of humor <laughs> about Listen, his blindness. Y'all don't need it. Y'all don't need to lessen the blow. That that ain't happened to the motherfucker that gave somebody uh, you know, that STD by oral sex. You know, that was a blow he had to deal with. And just like everybody that has to listen what comes out of my mouth, they gotta deal with that too. All right, but look, let me say, Damn. let me say, uh, what did the guy at the radio station, what did the blind guy at the radio station do? He was a DJ. His name DJ Touchtone. Oh, wow. The world's number one blind DJ. DJ Touchtone. Shout out to DJ Touchtone. Damn it. I can't. You know what his drop was? I'm not, was? I'm not I, damn it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay on this show today if you tell me you had a motherfucking DJ and that was blind. Wrong. He's still DJing. Oh my he'll, god. He hit his drop, he'll hit his drop and be like, I can't see, god damn it. Oh. <laughs> Salute the DJ. This is a real person. I could, I could, I could text him right now. He texts back. Oh my god! How did he breathe? text you back? Oh, because his his phone says the words out loud. He's been Jason. He's been texting for the past ten years. I could text what? him how, right now. His phone, his phone oh, says wow. out loud what's happening, right? Like DJ Damage. I watched him text back. He got the skills. Wait, with Braille with his fingers? No, he texts back. And listen, I don't. I don't want to come off insensitive on this show. You know. Oh, that ship has sailed. All, all the years I've been here, I've said a lot of things. I take it all back. I want to talk to you about somebody else who's blind. Now, here on the show, we did talk about Stevie Wonder not too long ago. <sighs> no, no, hold on. Let me tell you how God be working. Last week, I went to dinner at Mr. Chow's, and I was sitting there having my little food. And they were like, we need to clear this table next to you for a special guest who wants to sit near the street. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I didn't know who it was, but they cleared the table and everything. And it was Stevie Wonder. And I and I was thinking, how does he know he's near the street? He can hear oh. it, Jason. Why wow. did he want to sit near the Why did he want to sit near the street? I feel like the people that be setting the reservations using Stevie's name be the ones that want certain things because Stevie don't know what's going on. He don't know what he was wearing. He don't know what restaurant he was. He don't know. Does he know? No, I, he, think, he I think it's for safety because I used to date a cop who would always sit facing the exit. And he said it was because they've been trained that you want to be able to get out as quickly as possible if something happens. Yeah, so yeah. You out here beating all these black men, of course. Okay. Oh, damn. And that ex is watching this. Okay. But what I was saying is that like Stevie's team probably needs access to get out in case anything gets wild with fans or anything. So that could be a safety issue. I'm mm -hmm. hoping. So you think, you think Stevie's going to run to the car? Okay. You know what? <laughs> My work here is done. We're all going to hell. We are all officially going to hell. It's okay. fine. Well, listen. Uh, anyway, it was good seeing you, Stevie. 
All right, well, look, uh, I just had lunch with Amber Rose the other day, and she didn't tell me about this then, but apparently that there's this whole conversation going on because she did an interview where she talked about sex and periods. She was on the Red Table Talk to talk about the gray area when it comes to consent. Now, we all know that she has a seven-year-old son with Wiz Khalifa, Bash. He's cute, and he's growing up really fast, and a new baby by my boy, A.E. But she was talking uh, with her son about consent, sex, women's health, periods, and more. She told Jada uh, Pickett-Smith that uh, he knows everything, and I'm not trying to hide nothing from my son. My son knows what a period is. She shared that he even comes and sits in the bathroom with her to talk and ask, Mommy, do you have your period? Now, do you guys think that that's too much, or do you think that it's good that she's sharing you know, uh, that type of information with a kid? Now, for me, I never had parents in my life at an age where it, I was that impressionable where, you know, they talked about the birds and the bees and this and that. I just kind of figured it out over, you know, being in a group home with a bunch of other people. But I will say that like nowadays with social media, you kind of want to be the first person to tell your kids stuff before the world does, because uh, everybody out here is telling everything. I agree. I mean, I'm not a mother, so I wouldn't know. I'm, I think the first time I learned about periods was in high school. So I don't know if that's technically too late to learn about a woman's period. Yeah, it's Honestly, too late. I don't know. It's that too is late. too late. So maybe this yeah. is the right thing. Um, I would hope that my son learns these things earlier because, like she said, she don't want her son to hear that some girl has a period and think she's disgusting because it's natural. It's just like, but you, but you mind. have a son. You have a son as a father. Do you teach your kid, or does your your son's mother teach him about the birds and the bees this early? I mean, your kid is how old is your son? My son is the same age as Bash, so he's seven. So do you guys share these type of topics with him? Uh, I don't know what she shares with him about the period stuff, but I do have real conversations with my son. I don't think it's ever too early to uh, educate my son on a lot of things, especially about the human body. That's something you should know right away. So I don't know if it's my place to teach him about uh, a person's period, but if his mom was to teach him that, I wouldn't think that's weird. I think she's great. I think what she's doing means that her her son is probably going to grow up to be a great husband someday. I think it's whenever you have kids that are really curious about their bodies, kids are sexual very early and we never want to admit that. They touch themselves, they masturbate, they have urges. And if you explain to a child what's happening, then the likelihood of them being deviant and doing something without consent or doing something really messed up um, actually goes down. She actually talked about consent and how when he would see her booty and be like, oh, mommy, your booty is jiggly. She would say, actually, before you touch my body, you have to ask for consent. And I I think it's really, really important for young boys to learn what consent is because a lot of time you see these sexual assault stories and the line seems a little bit blurred. It's a young man who was never told what a boundary was and had to find out the hard way on a college campus. So at least her son knows where that boundary is now. And he also knows how not to shame women for their bodies because his mother has normalized it. So I think Amber Rose is actually really, really brilliant for doing this. Well, I'm going to tell you, I found out about arousal uh, in the sixth grade on the yard climbing up a tether, uh, a tether ball pole. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, hold on. that feels So I became the tether ball pole climber. Anytime a ball would get stuck at the top of a tether pole, I'd go climb it because I'd be aroused on the way up and on the way down. That's I, say that, and I say that as color. That's, how is that gay? I just feel like you rubbing on the pole up and down, up and down. I was that gay. But, but no, but, but you don't have a penis, so you don't know. Arousal could be with a penis. It could be just the wind is too strong. I That's mean, true. it doesn't take much to get aroused as a young man. But I will say that I learned early on that I, I had self-discovery that taught me. I had nobody teaching me. So I agree with you, Blue, that I think that having, you know, and knowing how Amber is and knowing that you know, where she comes from, from Philly, from the streets of Philly, you know, having been a stripper, having 
been raised in a community that she came from. I mean, that she, you know, the grittiness and the reality of life is going to hit your kid one way or another. So why not get in the front of that and teach them in a safe environment? So I'm all here for it. Amen. I'm here for it too. As a father, I'm here for it too. Let's teach them young. Oh, look well, what damage, damage, what type of things do you teach your son? Like, what have you talked to him at this age so far? Um, I teach him that he's a black man because, um, like I was saying earlier when he has to park, it's such a diverse crowd of kids when he goes to play. So I, I really stress to him that he's a black man so he knows where he comes from, why he's different, and not to make him feel like an outcast, but you have to know who you are to know who you want to be. You know, So I definitely stress that. Um, and discipline, really, honestly, I think young men need discipline. It's so important putting them in sports, activities, um, just really being there as a father in general, him learning from me and what I do in everyday actions. That's the best teacher. So I teach him discipline and who he is as a black man. Well, look, speaking of kids, there's another person in the news. Uh, you know, Lil Boosie recently sat down with Mike Tyson. Now, look, I watched Little this episode child. because I have felt some type of way about Lil Boosie ever since uh, my cousin Anthony uh, told me that I needed to follow him and watch what he'd be talking about. Now, I know that the culture loves Boosie. I don't know what y'all think about Boosie, uh, but uh, I'm not a fan. And I'm not a fan in particular because I feel like he's a bully. I feel like he's a bully with uh, anybody that doesn't agree with him. But more importantly, um, I feel like there needs to be people out there protecting young LGBT kids. And uh, I, I've said on the show many times that I felt like after I done Love and Hip Hop and met those two boys whose uh, family was beating them, trying to beat the gay out of them, that I felt just a sense of responsibility to be a voice for them. And so recently, uh, Boosie sat down with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson has a show called Hot Box, and I've been on that show. He's interviewed me. It's a real, it could get tense at times because Mike mm -hmm. is such a, a tense guy. But uh, he talked with him specifically following the comments about Dwayne Wade's 13-year-old transgender daughter, Zaya Wade. Now, we all know that they've been very public in support of Zaya, who was born a, a male and then wanted to be identified as female. And so earlier this year, Boosie commented negatively uh, about the 12-year-old on Instagram. And I'm going to show you really quick what that looked like. I got to say something about this shit, bro. Dwayne Wade, you going too fucking far, dog. That is a male. A 12-year-old. At 12, they don't even know... They don't even know what their next meal gonna be. They don't. They don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a, a, a woman, anything at sixteen, and fall in love with her. But his dick be gone. How you gonna, like, bro? That's it's, it's, you going too far, dog. Don't cut his dick off, bro. Like, bro, for real. If he gonna be gay, let him be gay. But don't cut his dick off, bro. Like, don't address him as a woman, dog. He's 12 years old. He don't, he's not, he's not up there yet. He, he hasn't made his final decisions yet. Don't cut his fucking dick off, Dwayne Wade, bro. You fucking tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. Now, he could strongly disagree with parenting, but I just personally feel... Like there's a whole ass problem with a grown man coming on Instagram or on a show or on any platform talking to another parent and telling them not to let them cut their son's dick off. What do you guys think about that? Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak on the dialogue between him and Mike Tyson, which I thought was very important. I thought it was very powerful, especially for black men. And you wearing a shirt, protect black women. I think one thing we need to do to protect black women is to hold each other accountable as black men. So I love to watch yes. Mike Tyson, who you can look at as the super aggressive 
extra masculine man to actually speak to Boosie, who I have a lot of respect for in the music industry, and they can have that dialogue, and it can get a little tense, but there was respect there. I love that. I love that Mike Tyson can go, bro, you was wrong. Why, why, do you, why does anybody care what you have to say? And Boosie can sit there with respect and take that criticism. So I thought that was an important moment um, as us as black men, and I think we need to see more of that. And I'm glad they put that clip out there where we're seeing two men hold each other accountable but it doesn't escalate and there's no ego and pride involved. I love that. Damon just took everything I had to say. Like as a black woman, watching a black man check another black man is like a wet dream for us because we often feel like we're fighting for ourselves, the LGBTQ plus and anybody else. And so the same way we tell white people, hey, you need to hold your, you know, your racist cousin accountable. Black men have to hold each other accountable because it's different when it comes from your own. And my love for Mike Tyson has skyrocketed since I've seen that clip. Skyrocketed. I have a whole new respect for him because he seems like he'd be problematic himself. And the fact that he took that stance for no, no reason other than the fact that it was the right thing to do, I love him for it. Absolutely love him for it. And Lil Boosie, if you've been fucked in the ass, deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, if you've been fucked or you're gay or you're you've been molested because I feel like a lot of men don't deal with their molest and then they project their feelings of being molested or being a victim of sex abuse onto other men. Our culture, it permeates within our culture with the black community where we are afraid to love each other as black men and love on each other as black men in a non-sexual way because it's quote gay. And I feel like you're the same man. And I said this last night on gagging in a real extended conversation with, with the fans. Uh, but I will say like, when you are that vocal about another man's child being quote gay, that comes from a deep rooted place of resentment for something, whether it's one of your kids said he was gay, whether you felt gay, whether you've been molested or you're a sex victim. Now I will tell you, this is the same man. And this is where damage. I know you said you have respect for him in the music business. This is where I have no respect for him at all. You said in one breath, that he should not be raising his son like that. Yet you hired a woman to suck your dick, Boosie, and then suck your 12-year-old son's penis and actually talked about it on Instagram, and you're still not in prison. I have fundamental problems with that as being somebody who was molested and who does not believe the normalization of child molest should exist in any community, let alone in our culture and in this conversation. But you are... A, you are a, um, you're a pilot of predatory behavior because you navigated this woman to your son's crotch after she sucked you off. And for that, I could never respect you. And so do you guys think that in our, in the hip hop community or black community, that there's just a really over sensitization of, um, of the homosexuality because of how we were brought up or our communities or what do you think that is? I'm not going to sit here and take up for Boosie. What he said was wrong, but maybe how he came up, I think you start to reflect and see what people have dealt with in their past, just like what you said. And I mean, you got to break those curses. If there's a cycle that you feel like is wrong, you got to break it. You can't just fall back into it. So yeah, you know, I just support Boosie for going in and going head to head with Mike Tyson and really owning up to his shit. I like what Jason said about how he's projecting. I strongly feel 
that he's projecting because there's a lot of normalized abuse against young black men, especially in the music industry. We've had stories about people like Chris Brown and Usher who tell these stories about being 13 years old and having their first sexual experience with an older woman. And they don't see that as assault, but it does skew the way that they see sex and what's appropriate when it comes to boundaries, right? And so I do think that the fact that Boosie did that with his own child tends to hint at the fact that something really inappropriate probably happened to him as a child that he feels disempowered about. And now he's projecting that onto other people. And so we all thought Mike Tyson was, was like, you know, just being confrontational. But I think Mike would have, it was onto something. I think something happened to Boosie that was unresolved and that it's feeding into the way that he so nastily comes after people whenever it comes to sexuality, especially when it comes to children that are not his own. And who better to call it out but Mike Tyson? You know, Mike Tyson exactly. has worn all his... All of his things on his sleeve. He he owns up to everything. So it's like you can hate Mike Tyson and you have the right to do that. But he wears all that on his sleeve and you can actively see him with this conversation trying to turn the corner and actually hold other men accountable when he sees similar traits in them, you know? Yeah, he he peep game. I'm a critic of I'm a critic of celebrity talk shows because I feel like you guys will never go deep. What I love about Mike Tyson in his interview, even with me and other people and and Boosie, is that he he's fearless in asking questions and he's fearless because he know he could kick your motherfucking ass. So <laughs> shout out to Mike Tyson and the whole team over there at Hot Boxing, uh, and Boosie, uh, get help. You need help. All right, y'all. It's time for damage control. So today on Damage Control, we have to talk about T.I., who's in the news and being dragged for confirming some rumors about Drake. So I don't know if you heard T.I.'s new album. It's called Libra. He has a song on there talking about and paying respect to his uh, passing of his late friend. And with this song, he kind of clarifies some rumors that happened surrounding Drake. So this is what he had to say. He said, while I'm fighting my own, somehow you got home so drunk in L.A., you end up pissing on Drake. That was the line, right? So after this, everybody on social media went crazy. If you guys are trying to figure out where this rumor started, it was the beef between Drake and Meek Mill. Meek Mill put that in his song saying that Drake got peed on by somebody in T.I.'s camp. There was no way to confirm this, but on his new album with T.I. called Libra, he confirmed it. So everybody's blasting T.I. on social media. Drake unfollowed him on Instagram, and he had an interview with Ebro, and he said this, I shut all that ish down. I don't want to be a part of something that was a harmless incident. I didn't want it to be weaponized against anybody. I was pissed off at my partner when it happened. It's the wildest ish I've ever seen in my effing life. You know what I'm saying? But that ish ain't had no malicious intent. So I guess my question is for (laughs) y'all. How can you say something like that and say there's no malicious intent? Do you believe T.I.? I mean, my problem with this is this is what happened. Your favorite rapper is whack, people, just so you know. And I'm not talking about T.I., but I am, but I'm not just him by himself, right? Like, now to sell records, you're not just a talented artist. You're a person who has to do a stunt to get people like us to talk about it so people will go stream and listen to it so people then can hopefully download it. I think that T.I. knew exactly what he was doing. It's what he does anytime he wants his voice to be heard and being pro-black is to attack another black man. He's done it with Floyd. He's now doing it with Drake. And he's done it many times. Um, And I just personally am not here for it because I feel like if this is what you have to do to sell records, you shouldn't be an artist. I agree. I I think T.I., first of all, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's nothing like as unattractive to me as a man who has no discretion and this just felt like such a 
lame, desperate move. And I just, I'm, I'm kind of grossed out. I don't think T.I. is a mental giant. Shout out to T.I. fans. Just because he's loquacious, um, I don't think he's all that bright. And this just proves that. Mm. I'm Team Drake on mm, this one. Mm, mm, mm. So look, T.I. is going to continue to do what T.I. wants to do. I feel personally, if he would have told somebody pissed on me, I would unfollowed him as well. But I would actually came out and said I got pissed on before anybody knew anything. So I don't know. I mean, I just, these, one of these things where like, this trolling has become the new norm for marketing. And I think it's whack. And I think it belongs nowhere in hip hop. I see no difference between Takashi 6ix9ine and T.I. Exactly. Wow. Same, Ex same person. Look, it's desperate. Desperate is desperate is desperate. I'm sorry. It's desperate. All right, fam. It's time to get into black and blue. All right, so in this latest installment of Black and Blue, I want to talk about Walter Wallace, the young black man, 27 years old from West Philadelphia, who earlier this week was experiencing a mental health crisis. And instead of de-escalating the incident, the police decided to shoot him in front of his mother. Not surprisingly, like all the cases like this, the people in the community in Philly have gotten to the streets and they are rioting, they are protesting, they are asking for justice. And as per usual, the police are making excuses. Personally, even though I work in the news, I could not watch the videos. I could not watch any of the, the footage. I personally have fatigue when it comes to watching black men being gunned down. And I've seen other people who have done worse things make it to jail safely. So my question to you, Jason and Damage is, when it comes to Walter Wallace, when it comes to Ahmaud Arbery, when it comes to George Floyd, how do we stay engaged without like making ourselves have PTSD from all the trauma that we're experiencing? How to not have PTSD? You can't. I mean, growing up as a black man in America in general, you have PTSD. It's normalized to see these things. And that's what makes it sad. Unfortunately, I could watch the video in full because I've seen so many of these videos since I could remember, you know, and then before they were on videos, you would see it in real life. I'm from Philadelphia. I think it's really sad. I think I've watched multiple instances where there's been acts of terrorism in this country and the suspect, the, the, the person that caused this, this terror has been given water and been arrested and went to go to trial. And then you see a guy who's having a mental breakdown and they felt like it was, um, I felt, they felt like it was reasonable to shoot him multiple times with a gun. You could have tased him. You could have tackled him. There's so many things you could have did to deescalate the situation. And it was multiple police officers it's just, to me, it's just sad and it's sickening. And I just, I'm, I'm fearing that this is not going to ever end. I think that's my biggest fear in seeing these videos. It's like, when is this going to stop? Even in this year of 2020, we're still dealing with this right now. Like it's not even going away. So I'm sorry, I'm a little lost for words right now because the video is just so damn disturbing. Well, I mean, look, if you look at, you know, the, the, the 13th Amendment or the 13th on Netflix, right, I think it lays out a long history of this. This is not something that's new. And although it becomes exhausting to us because I've been here 43 years, you all have been here however many years you've been alive, and it's been your personal experience. I think the problem, if you want to go back to the question that, you, that Blue asked of how do we deal with this, I think we have to stop having the fatigue. I think we have to understand the rich history that is involved when it comes to dealing with police or slave masters or, you know, people who are trying to oppress the black voice or black people and, and understand that it's our responsibility. And we have to be very dutiful in how we are engaging not only police or legislators or elections, uh, but how we're engaging one another. Right. I feel like if we were to really understand that if the entire system from credit to 
you know, communities in segregation or gentrification or in other ways like the police departments and other ways of uh, keeping us all separate were put in place, prisons. Uh, and we understood how it all affects us and the people that come after us and how it affected the people before us. We would stop getting complacent with our responsibility in it and find our place in the fight. Now, I will tell you, I want to be out there marching. I want to be out there with signs. I want to be out there doing all of that. But what I learned in doing all those things was that while I can do that, my main responsibility is to use this platform, all of my platforms, to keep it in conversation. It's my place to use my my relationships behind the scenes to bring notable notable people to the table who can help amplify a conversation. You know, uh, I'm not Sean King. You know, I'm not a white man that has the luxury of uh, benefiting from the plight of black people and then blocking people like me who criticize him for stealing money. You know, I don't have that privilege, but what I do have is a very strong, keen eye on what it is that we're doing and fighting for. And, you know, this situation in Philadelphia, and I'm thankful to your city for burning it the fuck down, uh, and, and our show is syndicated in Philly, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see the energy that continues to grow on a very multicultural basis for our fight. And I would just say to people out there, like, don't believe that you have no role in this because it has not landed at your front door yet. Like, you have a responsibility. Uh, we talked about this recently where Tamir Rice would have been able to vote this season had he still been alive, but he was killed by the police officer because the police officer thought his toy gun was a gun. He shot a nine, I think it was nine years old, 12 years old. And so to, to think about it like that, right? You know, Trayvon Martin, who would still be here and eligible to vote right now, is not able to be here. So our role to your question is we got to keep talking. We got to keep talking and we have to keep marching and we have to keep voting. Not just on the presidential level, but on the mayor level, the judge, the district attorney, all the people that set the laws that you see in your cities where you live. And Jason, I'm happy you brought that up, too, because I think framing also matters. Because a lot of times, let's be honest, guys, when we saw what's happening in Philly, we called it rioting, right? Be very careful with the words that you use. Those are dog whistles. When a group of angry white people who have lost the Super Bowl game flip a car over just because they lost the game, we don't call it rioting. But when black people who are in pain, no, we call are, we call that a we call that a celebration. A celebration. But when black people do the same thing because of bloodshed of somebody in their community, suddenly it's called a riot. Stop using that word. It is an uprising. If you've ever learned about Nat Turner and revolutions and clap for that, then you can't sit there and talk crazy about people in Philly who are literally doing the same thing. Uprisings are supposed to be crazy. They're supposed to be loud. They're supposed to be inconvenient. You're trying to disrupt the system. So the next time you show any kind of love for Philly or any place else because you, you know we insert different cities wherever whether it's Flint, Michigan or Brooklyn, New York or Philadelphia. Whenever you talk about these people, do not talk down to them. They are in pain. Instead of talking down to those who are in pain, who are uprising, not rioting, uprising, let's talk about why they're in pain. If you shoot somebody in the face and they say, ouch, instead of saying you said ouch too loudly, why did they get shot? This young man was murdered in front of his mother. I think sure. seeing a target on fire is the least of your concerns. Bodies, black bodies, not buildings should be your concern. But see, your point, let me tell you, the L.A. Dodgers just won the championship here in Los Angeles. And I could tell exactly. you, having looked at my friend's Instagram, that was a fucking riot downtown. That, okay? that was a riot. All, that all, was a riot. All the fireworks, all the cars, the fighting, the all the energy. Now, be, the framing, which I thought was really important. That's why I want to go back to that. I think it's easy because anytime, well, first of all, this country 
in the world teaches you black is bad, that the B yep. in black stands for bad, right? And so anytime you see anything, groups of black men, they're a gang, you know, groups of black men, they're suspicious. We see what just happened to Offset where he could have been killed. He could have been a whole other Philando cat still had he not been a celebrity and all the attention and the phones and things happening. But even with the phone, Philando cat still got killed. So I would say to Philadelphia, yo, keep burning that shit down. You know, and to everybody across the country and the world who are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and supporting the protection of black women and young black men from yes. people like Lil Boosie who support uh, pedophilia. You know, keep that conversation alive and keep using your platforms to elevate our culture because uh, we matter. Black means yep. we're badass and we ain't taking it no more. But until then, you have to come back and check us out next week. Make sure you're streaming us everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Watch us and at Fox So on Fridays. Bye, bitch. We love y'all. Bye, y'all.